You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family has big plans for Labor Day weekend, but our outfits aren't measuring up. Then get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's huge Labor Day sale is on now. Get 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, 50% off all tees, and 50% off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family. 50% off all those styles? That's a big deal. So is this. Styles start at just six bucks at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Change of plans. We're spending the weekend at Old Navy. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 830-93. Excludes in-store clearance. Active licensed and men's package tees. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live, where your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne, thank you for joining us. Uh, on tonight's special edition of Haunted Nights Live, we're talking to two very exceptional authors who have penned one of the greatest, creepiest, most terrifying novels either of us have read in a long time. Uh, so we have two guests. First, Michael Scott is the New York Times bestselling author of more than 100 books for both adults and young adults. He has written both fiction and nonfiction, his fiction being primarily of the fantasy, science fiction, and folklore genres. His work has been published in 37 countries and translated into 20 languages. Uh, Melanie Ruth Rose has worked extensively in the entertainment industry throughout her career, completing numerous projects for the BBC, LWT, ITV, and appearing on the West End stage. Born and raised in England, Rose now lives in Los Angeles. Mirror Image is her first collaboration with Michael Scott. Uh, all right, that being said, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Michael Scott and Melanie Ruth Rose. Welcome to the show, you Good guys. Good guys. How are you? Yeah. Good. We're, We're great. great. How about you? <laughs> We're great. We're all fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How are you guys? Good. It's Good. So great. Very well. Thank you. We're so glad Michael's come all the way from Ireland just to talk to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, need bit, I need a bit of sun, yeah. sunshine. I get tired of the rain coming in horizontal. I mean, it keeps the country <laughs> very beautiful uh, and very green, but sometimes you need a bit of sun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get bloody hair, yes. <laughs> all right, so the first the first thing I want to say is um, your uh, new novel, it's a collaborative novel called Mirror Image, this, uh, we, we both received copies of it and are both currently reading it now, and we are both totally thoroughly engrossed. This is, um, as I was saying a little bit before the show, this kind of has a really nice vintage horror feel to it, which is really great because this is like the stuff that I grew up on. This is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And oh, I, I'm, so I can't, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to finish it. But I, I guess what I'd yeah. like to know is, first off, how did you two meet, and how did it come to be that you wrote a book together? Well, we, uh, we met uh, through our mutual manager, um, Michael. I was sort of like an awe of Michael because he's uh, written so many books now. Um, I had just finished writing a trilogy of uh, erotica novels, and which is being shopped, currently shopped. And Michael had uh, uh, seen my work, and he also knows that I was an incredible lover of horror and gore, and I've been reading horror since I was a young girl. So um, we sort of like had a great um, understanding of horror when I first met him, and we just sparked off from there and uh, thought it would be a good idea if we just collaborated together. And, you nice, know, it's interesting nice. because what I was looking for is, I mean, collaboration is such an interesting subject because writing is the loneliest job in the world. Right. And, and so it should be. But there are times when you do recognize that another voice 
another creative input really will add an extra layer to your own work. And working on, on, on image, which then became mirror image, I wanted someone who knew the classic horrors in the way that I knew the classic horrors and, and, and had grown up with the classic horror novels. And Melanie is, is, is English, and of course I would have grown up with that English sensibility. But we found mm. we had read some of the same horror novels and we loved some of the same horror writers. And Melanie was a great friend, a, a great fan of my old friend James Herbert, who's the, the wonderful, wonderful horror writer. Oh. Um, and she has the worst taste in horror movies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Even the movies I won't watch, she will watch. <laughs> and the collaboration oh. flowed fairly straightforwardly. And we didn't fight too much, or not that often, not regularly anyway. Right. And she generally won, so... I think I think the only thing we're arguing and fighting about is a sequel, and that's about it. So right, it's very right. exciting. Well, and I have to say, you know, as far as getting that 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 you know vintage you know horror feel that you were going for, you guys nailed it. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I have to it and is. I have to say, we we Tamara and I collaborate. Also, we do you know collaborations, and we also even write together when we do our solo novels. And that is actually yeah. one of the questions a lot of people ask us is you know, how, how bad do you fight? Do you, you know, do you fight at all? And, and I, apparently, you know, there are a lot of, you know, real horror stories yeah. in collaborations. And I think, you know, we all know that, that a lot of that's true. And, you know, but yeah. you guys, before the show, we were talking about a little bit, and you guys don't fight. And I think that's great because we don't either. We truly don't. Sometimes I feel like yeah. we need to lie and say that we do, you know? <laughs> people yeah, spice it up. <laughs> Something has to do, I think, with with ego. I mean, we have all written with writers who think that they are better than they are or are more senior or more superior or or whatever. If you're collaborating, it has to be a 100% sharing because you are exposing a huge chunk of yourself. And you need to be able to put that on the table and accept criticism and comment and a, a new mixture of ideas without feeling possessive. And I think a lot of young, younger writers or sometimes a lot of insecure writers are incredibly possessive of their own work. And, yeah. you know, Melanie and I are both very uh, blessed in one way because she, for example, is coming out of the theatre, which is the most collaborative of uh, in, in environments. And I've written before with collaborators. And you, you want to work with people whose work you respect. And that makes right. it yeah. so painless. Yeah. Right, right. I think I think what it is, is is also being able to define what is an argument and what is a a, um, a helpful debate. Right. You know, Debates I I learned great. a lot of yeah. things uh, when writing with Michael that uh, you know I'm a sort of fly by the seat of your pants writer, whereas Michael mm-hmm. is much more into plotting. Um, you know, using an Excel spreadsheet and you know doing it that way, uh, which was oh. incredibly new to me, but. It was the best way to do it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah it was. It was. It was incredibly helpful. And you know, of course, we were writing. I live in Los Angeles. Michael lives in Ireland. So there's an eight-hour time difference for a start. So he did introduce uh, me to some sort of like programs that we would be able to use to sort of like help with that time difference. And so we could, you know, the collaboration could be uh, much more smooth. Right. Right. So this, this this leads into your process because what what we do is we use the cloud. So we literally mm-hmm. get on. What we do is we get on Skype and we just we don't turn the cameras on. We just talk, 
and we write together. Also, cats are cute. Yes. Yeah. Then once in a while we'll yeah. turn them on. But we but we we communicate verbally, and then we because we're in different states, we're 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 not even in the same place. Um, right. And and we communicate uh, verbally, and then and then we write on the same page. So how do you guys yeah. do it? Well, what would happen is I would. I am, as, as Melanie mentioned, a plotter. I do plot everything. My last series, for example, the Nicholas Flamel series, was six, six books written over six years, which came out at about 650,000 words in total. All wow. of the action in that series takes place in less than a week. So if I had just done wow. that by seat of my... Well, I know, I would never do it again. It was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but if... Um, it, but it's like most writers, you come up with a great idea and then you instantly make it harder. So I like to plot. And with the Flamel series, I plotted it out in infinite detail. Similarly with this, with this story, we plotted it out. I did a rough arc and then Melanie and I actually worked on Skype and with FaceTime and WhatsApp, actually plotting it out chapter by chapter by chapter using a, a, a calendar month. In other words, what happens on Monday? What happens on Tuesday? What happens on Wednesday? Once we had that hammered out, once we had the overall plot hammered out, I wrote up a, a, a fairly rough 10 or 12 page draft and then, it came, and then it was sent on to Melanie to add in her layer and then she sent it back to me and I added in another layer. At the end of the day, we had a 40, maybe a 50 page series synopsis ready to go and then we started writing. I would do a rough first draft, mm-hmm. send it on to her, she would polish, send it back to me. And it went fairly seamlessly um, using, using a, a shared Dropbox folder. And um, we, did uh, look at Google, uh, we, we did look at Google Docs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'd want someone watching me writing so you can see the words magic appearing oh. on screen. That's <laughs> too weird. Oh, that's what we do. <laughs> it's great because sometimes, yeah. sometimes you're like sitting there and, and you're stuck. And all of a sudden, the words just start going. And you're working. Yeah. Your yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm writing right. and I'm not touching the screen. Yeah. I know. That's a, that's that's a bit weird. Also, the fact that you. So, for him to watch me type would be terribly painful for him. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not a bad typist, but I'm, I'm a little bit slower than Michael. So, he'd probably be pulling his hair out if he watched me type. <laughs> oh, hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> All right. well, so, and the other thing to do to keep our, our, our notes in sync was we used a shared OneNote um, file. Oh, yeah. And I really love OneNote. I've recently gone away from Evernote, which I used for a long time, and I'm really loving uh-huh. the OneNote. And one of the great things with OneNote is that we can both share the same notebook and update the notes in, in, in real time. So we're always working off the, the very latest data because, as you know, as collaborators, one of the great problems is that one of you will change the hair color of a character and right. not tell the other. <laughs> yeah. Not that ever right, right. No. Yeah. That either the hair color or the eye color. Oh, yeah, one of the other ones. Yeah. 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 yeah, we end up, what color is Belinda's eyes? Green? Yeah. Are you sure they're not blue? Uh, but we keep a, <laughs> a, 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 an edit, what are they called? You know, a copy editor sheet sure. of right, all right. that stuff, the cars and all that. And that helps, unless we forget to write something down. Oh, the, well, problem, back to yeah. the first book in the series, yes. What color are her eyes? Maybe she has contact lenses and she changed them. <laughs> we don't have to look if we do that. <laughs> exactly. 
So you guys, so, so, so that's a little bit about your, your, your system. What is your schedule? Like, do you, do you guys get to like, what are your writing schedules? Like, do you do this all day, a few hours a day? Do you focus? And all night, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, what are your I have to say I actually write better in the evening. Um, yeah. Just because I do. I, I, I don't mind having the television on in the background, but with no sound. Um, some yeah. people, so I'll work in complete silence. I can't have a distraction, um, um, a verbal distraction, but I don't mind sort of like a, a visual distraction. Um, that just makes me feel safe that, that there's something going on in the room. But other than that, yeah. it's just I'll, I'll write into the evenings, into the early hours of the mornings. And then right. at the, some of the time during the day, if I'm out shopping or whatever I need to do, you know, the book is constantly in my mind. Characters are constantly in my mind. And, you know, if there are any problems or problems with plot, I tend to get away, go out. And then by the time I come back home, then, you know, everything's, everything's nice and yeah. clean and, uh, and sorted out. But, yeah, evening is best for me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Whereas I would tend to work through the night, um, which goes back to my old uh, – for many, many years I worked as a bookseller, which is a great grounding for any writer because it gives you proper mm-hmm. expectations. So I fell into the habit of working during the day and then writing at night. And it's still my best time. Unlike Melanie, I will write to music all the time, and I will often pick wow. a piece of music to suit the scene that I'm writing. So I have a huge collection of soundtracks and ambient and new age material. Very little with vocals, because I don't want someone else's words in my ear. Right. Like to write. <laughs> that's which, right. Which yeah, is that's, a disconcerting. But yeah. no, horrible, so we write at yeah. night. And, and here's where the eight-hour time difference between Dublin and, and Los Angeles really works. Because I can write a chapter, send it to Melanie, and by the time I get up eight hours later, she will have polished her version and got it back to me. Um, nice. And that really nice. does give the piece a, a certain energy, which I think if you're yeah. writing alone, sometimes it's, it's, it's missing. Right, yeah. right, yeah. 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 I like having someone to answer to. You know, we're both there. I'm not going to go fiddle around because I know Alistair expects things and vice versa. It's great to have a collaborator. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fun having a collaborator. It is. And I love meeting people who are doing the same thing, especially people who are Mm -hmm. doing the same thing and get along. I think it's great. Yeah. (laughs) Because really, it's amazing. Because truly, it's amazing what you can come up with 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 two heads like that. You know, it's it's incredible. It is is amazing. As long as, you know, as as I think we touched earlier, as long as you keep the egos at bay, you can't collaborate and bring an ego with it because it just doesn't work. Right, right. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, really you get a collaborator respect. who gets fond of a character that you want to cut and watch the right, spark right, fly. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've, exactly. I've had, yeah. you know, I've collaborated before, both with published and unpublished mm-hmm. work, and a, 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 a book which starts out with a good collaborator who suddenly decides they are an author rather than a writer is right. a fantastic <laughs> experience. Yeah, that's kind of scary. <laughs> So I, I have one more question about your process, and then I want to talk yeah. about the book. Um, yeah. Do you guys know where, like, can you go through, let's say, let's because I'm reading through Mirror Image, you know, we're both reading it right now, and I don't see any um, place where I feel like, well, this is one author, and this is the other author. Yeah. Oh, and now we're back to the first author. 
which means it, it reads very seamlessly, which is really important it in collaboration. Does. But I think a lot of times that's not the case, and and you guys got have totally got that down. So my question to you is, are you able among yourselves to to read it and go, oh, this is me. Now this is where you know. <laughs> This is where, you know, Melanie picked up and then, oh, this is where Michael took over. Or, or do you, are you able to even tell among yourselves? Um, I, I, think, I think you are able to tell. I mean, I can certainly read mirror image and go, oh, yes, I did. Uh, you know, that, that was uh, certainly my, my contribution. And uh, then I can read a part which was Michael's contribution. I think it's only because it's imprinted in your brain um, because yeah. you're writing it. Um, but it's, you know, the idea about uh, collaborating on a novel is uh, for the reader not to even know that there are two voices. It has to be right. one seamless voice. Exactly. I will right. add that the really rude and violent and bloody bits are all Melanie's. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew it. That's how I know. <laughs> yeah. Alistair will the write something and he, well. he will write something and say, I think I went over the top and then I... <laughs> go back through it, and it ends up gorier. Isn't that yeah. nice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't. That, I mean, I think to take Melanie's point, if you can read a piece of, yeah. of, of work and say, oh, here's where author one stops and here's where author two begins, I think the authors yeah. have failed as collaborators. Similarly, yeah. Yeah. I think if you can pick up a book and say, oh, this was written by a man or this was written by a woman, I think those authors have failed as well. I think mm -hmm. the story is the thing. It's just right. the story. Yes. What we right. did when we finished our back and forths, our many, many back and forths, is yes. I then took the manuscript and I did a final scrape and polish on it to give it a seamless mm -hmm. voice. And then once I was done, it went to Melanie to do her final pass. And then that was the final pass on, on the manuscript. But the great trick, I think, particularly with collaboration, is to read it aloud. If you can read it aloud and you're yeah. still reading it in your own voice, then you're, then you're absolutely golden. I think if you start reading it and you're stumbling or falling or it's, it hasn't got its rhythm, which is you, the author's rhythm, then I think you know it's not working. Right, right. Yes. I would agree. Oh, that's so true. We read the previous day's work every morning. Uh, we oh, have pardon. usually three projects going. So we, we read oh. one work on it, we read the second one, work on it and so forth and yeah, that's the best way to edit it's great. Yeah, absolutely absolutely. Alright, so now I want to talk about this book okay, so I guess the first question would be where did the idea come from? Well, oh, actually you know what, before before we do that before we do that, I'm sorry I don't, um, why don't you tell the listeners what Mirror Image is about Mirror Image is about a seven-foot-tall, four-foot-wide, ancient piece of glass. And if you look into this glass, it, the glass is dirty and blurred. If you spill a little bit of blood on this glass, you will get to see what has been reflected in the glass throughout its history. And if you spill more blood on this glass, you will get to see the image, the beautiful woman who lives within. And if you feed her enough blood... She might just come out. Nice. Nice. Very, that was so good. I just have to say, <laughs> that was so good when people <laughs> ask me that. 